Hey Disney fan, have you ever wanted to know how we make the magic? Or maybe what's happening at Disney every single week? Well, have we got the podcast for you. This is D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. And we are taking you Inside Disney. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this on? Check one, two. (laughs) (laughs) How are you guys? Good. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Jeffrey, I saw you went to downtown Disney. I did. I did. I went, uh, a few of us went down to downtown Disney for a little dose of magic. We went the day after Disneyland's anniversary, 65th anniversary honor. We packed a lot in. We were there all day. It was amazing. We did the Uva Bar. We had we had some apps and drinks there. Went into the Wonderground Gallery. Went to World of Disney. Had dinner at Naples. It was great. And everyone, you know, everyone was adhering to all the health guidelines, which was terrific. We did walk into the Esplanade, and we could see the beautiful Mickey flower arrangement in front of the train station at Disneyland, and. You could ski and see the Carthay Circle from the entrance of California Adventure. So it made me excited for, for the time when we'll, we will get to return to, to those places. So that was, Aww, that was really It's amazing fun. how much you can actually do at Downtown Disney. If that's your only option, you don't yep. think about it, you know? Totally. Good times. Yep, 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 yep. And what about you guys? Well, I had a big week on Radio Disney interviewing some of the Muppets. So you guys will have to... <gasps> what? Cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who did you interview? Tell us everything. So I interviewed Scooter, my favorite Muppet, who's Walter, Gonzo, and Pepe. And they were so hilarious. Oh, this... I didn't know your favorite's Walter. <laughs> yes, it is. I, this is my second time interviewing him. Like, he's the Muppet ultimate fan. I'm like the ultimate Walter fan. Oh. <laughs> so I was kind of starstruck. Cute. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to drop all that on Radio Disney next week, by the way. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wait. Muppets now. What about you, Sherry? <laughs> well, you could probably guess, but I'm still watching AFV. Oh, my Very gosh. Good. Do we know how many episodes there are? Like 7,000? I don't 7, know. 7,000 is probably about right. And that, let me tell you, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I also, though, I branched out a bit. I started watching Kitchen Nightmares on Hulu, Gordon Ramsay's oh. old show. And oh. whew, man, he is inspiring me to keep our kitchen is as clean as it could be. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> I just have visions of him like barging through the door and yelling at me. <laughs> oh, goodness. That'll yeah. keep you up at night. Seriously. <laughs> I've also been watching a little Hulu. I actually, I mean, I've been, I feel like every time I we were on the show, I've watched a new Hulu show. I just started, I actually am now almost finished watching The Great with Al Fanning and Nicholas Holt, which is oh. really funny. Definitely not for children. Like Palm Springs, also excellent, but probably <laughs> not not for the kids, but really, really good. Hulu is now my my jam lately. And Disney nice. Plus, of course. Good to know. But we've you know we do have a lot of news to get to. In fact, one of our favorite places that we have all been together, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. You will soon be able to experience a little of Batu at Target. Ooh. Yes. Lucasfilm and Target just announced a new partnership on a Star Wars experience that will bring some all new Star Wars products inspired by Galaxy's Edge, a Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort, to Target, to Target stores, Target.com, and the Target app. I actually um, already went online because I 
can't stop online shopping. It's a it's an issue. <laughs> Same. And there's a lot of cool stuff. They have a DJ Rex figure, and and actually on the Target site they have a bunch of free downloadables, which I thought really? was really nice. Yeah, there's coloring sheets, activity pages, recipes. Oh. So yeah, so the Parks blog has a full story on it, and you can click through from there to the Target site. I always get a cart when you go to Target because sometimes I think I can hang with just like the arm basket situation, <laughs> and that's never, never no. how it goes down. So, so true. <laughs> uh, you go in to spend a dollar, you end up spending everything in your wallet. That's what I exactly. do every Absolutely. time. Outside of Disneyland, it is my happy place. <laughs> I think I've double basketed it there before, thinking like, I don't need a cart. Let's grab another basket. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I need a cart. What am I doing? Yep. <laughs> it's impossible to stop. It's a good there. bicep workout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got some news that'll make you smize. If you don't know what that is, it's smiling with your eyes. Supermodel yeah. slash businesswoman slash actress slash inventor of the smize. Tyra Banks is entering the ballroom as a new host and executive producer of Dancing with the Stars. Ooh! Yeah! I love her. Same. So Tom Bergeron, who's formerly of AFV, you know I had to sneak that in, (laughs) will be exiting the show after 28 seasons, and Aaron Andrews will also be departing. So it sounds like the show is planning a big creative refresh, and who better to bring that energy than Tyra, who, let's not forget, starred in the 2000 ABC film masterpiece Life Size. Yes! Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yeah, I love Tyra. I can't wait for Dancing with the Stars. Totally. It's going to be awesome. Something else I can't wait for, guys. The 2020 American Music Awards have been announced. They are returning to ABC on Sunday, November 22nd. Now, not a lot of details just yet. Obviously, it's July. But you can expect surprising musical performances, celebrating the artists, of course, who make it happen. I'm sure you guys saw last year's show Sierra hosted. Taylor Swift was honored as Artist of the Decade. It was also, by the way, ABC's biggest entertainment audience since the previous Oscars. But it is all happening at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC Sunday, November 22nd. And if you guys want to follow the AMAs, you can on socials. They're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, all the things. And they're going to give us updates under the hashtag AMAs. Yes, I loved uh, seeing Taylor Swift get the Artist of the Decade last year. Me too. Well deserved. She's one of my faves. And City of Lover on Disney Plus. I may have watched it more than four times. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know I'm a huge Marvel fan. I also am a pin collector, but I do tend to collect the more limited edition pins. So, of course, Marvel (laughs) now has... Honestly, they're just dangling magical carrots in front of me every day because they've just launched Marvel Made, which is... New, cool, exclusive, high-end, limited-run merchandise available at marvel.com slash marvelmade. And the first bundle is a bunch of these gorgeous enamel pins done by artist Scotty Young. He's illustrated Deadpool and the X-Men comics. Mm. It's Hulk, Thor. There are so many cool pins and I don't have any room for them, but I will somehow figure this out. So, um, and you also get a cool journal when you get them. It's this whole great bundle of stuff that comes and they're going to constantly be coming out with new stuff. So you just go to marvel.com slash marvel made for that. And speaking of someone who was made for Marvel, she was also made for Star Wars, made for Disney. She's pretty much made for everything. Coming up on the show, we have Disney legend Ming-Na Wen 
talking about the finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and a lot more. So I'm very excited. Me too. Well, we have some Disney Junior news, guys. Princess Elena's heroic journey to become queen culminates in an epic primetime finale coronation special of Elena of Avalor. This is going to premiere Sunday, August 23rd on Disney Junior and Disney Now. So the episode is titled Elena of Avalor Coronation Day, and it involves Elena traveling to the spirit world and back to save her kingdom from legendary spirit misfits, the Four Shades of Awesome, who are a team of villains unleashed by Esteban. So this voice roster is insane, guys. Returning voice cast stars include Amy Carrero as Elena, as well as Chris Parnell, our girl, Yvette Nicole Brown. Gotta throw her into a story. (laughs) (laughs) Returning guest voice cast members include Constance Marie, Lou Diamond Phillips, Gina Rodriguez, Mario Lopez, Jamie Lynn Siegler. These names are crazy. John Leguizamo, Cheech Marin, Whoopi Goldberg, Cloris Leachman, and Gabby Moreno, who also sings the series theme song, by the way. But for the primetime special, we have to talk about the Four Shades of Awesome voices. So added are Jenny Slate, Mark Hamill, Fred Armisen, and Andy Garcia. And then you've got Patrick Warburton, who voices Grand Macaw, ruler of the dark side of the spirit world. So new episodes, of course, leading up to the August 23rd finale are going to air every Sunday, starting July 26th on Disney Junior and Disney Now. And if you want to see the first two episodes, they're obviously all on Disney+. Plus. Patrick Warburton, otherwise known as Voice of Kronk. <laughs> oh. And, and, you know, Candace, honestly, I thought you were going to be one of the four shades of awesome because I think of you as Aww. being many shades of awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Also, super, super excited. We had Don Hahn along with Paige O'Hara on our video podcast uh, episode a few weeks ago. And we talked a little bit about Howard, which is the original documentary that Dawn made celebrating the life of Disney legend and Academy Award winning lyricist Howard Ashman. It has a premiere date, August 7th on Disney+. Plus. I think everyone knows uh, Howard wrote the lyrics behind some of the most amazing music um, from Disney, from Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and The Little Mermaid. So I, I'm really, really excited for this. Dawn has told us it's told in Howard's own words. Um, if you want to hear a little bit more about it, now you can go back and watch that video episode of the podcast. And hopefully we'll be able to chat with Dawn again soon about that. Yeah. You know, there's a Radio Disney artist who is super excited about Howard, and that's Halsey. She told me that in an interview earlier this summer. So Really? No way. Yes. Huge fan. She is like so stoked to watch us on Disney+. Plus. So we're with you, Halsey. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, in more Disney Plus news, Muppets Now is almost Muppets Here. Yay! Yeah. The improv comedy series premieres July 31st on Disney Plus, and Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo, the whole gang, Walter, Candace's fave, released some never-before-seen footage this week. It's a Muppets conference call from when they found out that the show was getting a green light. And can I just say, I wish my video meetings were even half this zany. Right? So much <laughs> I love watching that. Same. So we got a little more info about the series. We'll have a roster of rotating guest stars, including entertainers, comedians, chefs, many more. 
quote unquote state of the art production facilities. We'll see what that looks like. <laughs> and of course, pure unscripted Muppets mayhem. And here at D23 Inside Disney, we always manage to get the scoop. So we actually have a quote from Kermit himself. He Ooh. says, the Muppets are thrilled to be doing our first ever unscripted show. And it's going to be extremely spontaneous and very surprising. Almost as surprising as the fact that we ever actually used a script in the past. <laughs> <laughs> so starting on the 31st, new episodes, a.k.a. Muppisodes, will be released every Friday for six weeks. I'm so uh, excited about this. Me too. Me too. <laughs> well, also on Disney Plus, Nat Geo's Weird But True. It's going to premiere August 14th with even more imaginative adventures to reveal interesting facts about the world. So the show is set both in the studio and in the field, and it's a 13-episode series that features the science-loving duo Charlie and Carly hunting for dinosaur fossils, hiking volcanoes, flying planes. There's weekly guest appearances by Nat Geo photographers and explorers, and season three is going to debut Friday, August 14th. And seasons one and two, if you guys want to catch up, those are available on Disney Plus now. And I was looking up like some of the weird but true facts. Did you guys know astronauts can't whistle on the moon? What? What? Weird but true. <laughs> why is that? Do we know why? I don't know why. <laughs> but maybe we'll find out. Dun, yes. Dun, dun. August 14th. Wow. <laughs> I would love to have been the first astronaut to figure that out. Just trying to whistle and be like this. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just bored up here on the moon. You know? Yeah. No whistle. <laughs> well, in more, more Disney Plus news. Black is King, a film by Beyonce, just dropped a new trailer and a new poster. Mm. Guys, this film looks epic, but like anything by anyone who has won literally 24 Grammy Awards is going to be <laughs> epic. True, true. <laughs> As we mentioned when the teaser was released, Black is King is based on the music of The Lion King, The Gift, and it premieres globally on July 31st on Disney+. And what's extra awesome is beyond this streaming on Disney+, Black is King is going to be available to watch in several African countries through multi-choice groups Mnet and Canal Plus Afrique. So basically, more Beyonce in more places. How can you go wrong? <laughs> the trailer was so... I loved all the little references to The Lion King in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, the film, it's been in production for a year, and it has truly a global crew. And in the new trailer, we get a little peek at some of the film's special guests, which was super exciting, like mm -hmm. Lupita Nyong'o, another one of Destiny's children, Kay Kelly Rowland, <laughs> <laughs> Pharrell Williams, of course, Jay-Z. And as Beyonce says in the trailer, you can't wear a crown with your head down. So kings and queens, mark your calendars. Yes. On it, on it. Well, we know what time it is. We do? It's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23. For the full list and complete details, visit d23.com. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys, I just I cannot stop doing that. I apologize. I just always want like a game show song there, like da 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 yeah. da. <laughs> Anyways. All right, July 24th, guys, we have a brand new episode of One Day at Disney on Disney Plus featuring, I've been waiting for this one, guys, my <laughs> new friend, Chris Christie, helicopter reporter here at ABC7 in Los Angeles. So he's the one up there covering breaking news from 1,500 feet in the air aboard Air wow. 7 HD, which is not easy. He makes it look easy, but I know it's not. 
but excited for that one. He's a self-proclaimed news nerd, much like myself, but he's actually <laughs> fulfilling his lifelong dream of reporting the news every day. So congrats wow. to him on everyone getting to see a little bit of his journey on Disney+. Plus. And he's a good Disney nerd like you as well. Yes. The, uh, that was fun having you guys on stage together at D23 Expo last year. Gosh, that was almost a year ago. I know. We've been wow. like sort of friends ever since. I'm so thankful that I got to meet him because he gives me like inside scoop on breaking news stuff. So. Ooh, the news yeah. before we know it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of <laughs> after, but that's okay. He's busy. Guys, sports stuff. July 25th, NBA Countdown presented by Mountain Dew. NBA Restart. I mentioned this on the show last week. So it's going to air live Saturday, July 25th at 8 o'clock Eastern on ABC. It's going to give you the preview of the restart of the NBA season from ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. So I'm excited for that. Cool. I don't know what sports is, but I do know that Pretty Woman is going to be on Freeform on July 25th, which I'm very excited about. I love that movie. Yeah. It's also one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Such great mm-hmm. music. King of Wishful Thinking. Go West. Let's put it yeah. out there. And as part of the Walt Disney Archives exhibit that's down at the Bowers Museum, which not open right now, but hopefully will be open again soon, you actually can see one of the dresses from Pretty Woman. So Whoa, fun fact. Cool. Fun fact. Well, also on Saturday, July 25th, we've got a new episode of The Incredible Dr. Pole on National Geographic. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear what's coming up. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> All right, so in this episode, oh, no. Oh, no. the full moon has oh. been known to make animals of central Michigan act a little crazy. And of course, this month is no exception. So with the full moon in effect, I mean, on top of that, it's also Friday the 13th. So it is sure to be a bizarre and Freaky Friday on this episode. Ooh, Ooh I like what yeah. you did there with the Freaky Friday <laughs> <Yes>. reference. Well <laughs> done. Nice. <laughs> uh, and the next day, on the 26th, we have a Tim Burton. I love Tim Burton. Um, he is, you know, certainly a Disney favorite. Uh, on FX, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children will be airing. So get ready for a little Tim Burton magic on Sunday. Yeah. Hooray. Today, our guest is someone who is very close to my heart. She is a <laughs> Disney legend, which is only appropriate because she voiced the iconic role of Mulan in Disney's beloved animated feature. And for Disney, she went on to play and voice characters in Fresh Off the Boat, Sophia the First, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Phineas and Ferb, Disney XD's Guardians of the Galaxy, Milo Murphy's Law, and the Disney Plus Star Wars phenomenon, The Mandalorian. And you can see her for just a few more weeks as Agent Melinda May on ABC on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Please welcome to the show, Ming-Na Wen. That sounds so impressive. It's very (laughs) impressive. You are impressive. Well, Ming, I'm sure there are a lot, but do you have a favorite memory from the show? Wow. I mean, so many, you know, just it's really difficult to pick anything. Um... I guess probably the first day on set, you know, the first day, actually, we we had this dinner that Jeff Loeb and Joss, Marissa, Jed Wheaton, they, uh, Jeff Bell, you know, they threw for the cast and it was our first time meeting each other and getting together. And it was, you know, one of those moments where you're really forming the family Mm. that will always hold a special place in my heart. Oh, I love that. Well, this season's been amazing, by the way, seeing you guys go from era to era. So do you have a favorite time period you visited on the show? They've all been so fun. I really, 
really liked the 50s because I got to put on the women's pilot outfit. Mm. And that has been something that has been a big interest of mine. It's these uh, women pilots during World War II. They were called the WASPs. I think it's women's air service pilots. And there were Asian women that were pilots. So for me, you know, growing up without much history about Asian Americans, and you never see it depicted in films or television during the world wars and things, except, you know, they were sort of the, well, the bad guys, right? Mm. It really, really was an eye opener for me. And I felt like these women were so strong and so, you know, way ahead of their time. Um, there was like uh, Hazel Ying Lee and Maggie G. So I told uh, Jeff Bell and Marissa about it and they got excited. So that was a really special era. And and t- N- Natalia got to, you know, be a pilot with me. That was a special episode. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love hearing that too. There's like, there was so much obvious like consideration taken into the historical elements, even when people felt like fish out of water, which I thought was a, uh, particularly compelling. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it gave the characters all a chance to really delve into other parts of themselves, I think, because we were so out of place and and yet fascinated and excited because we know the history, you know, especially like Coulson's mm-hmm. character who was such a fan of um, Sousa and uh, all the S.H.I.E.L.D. things. And I thought it was just uh, really ingenious of our writers and producers to come up with it. Mm. So a lot of the season, May has been essentially void of emotion, except for what she picks up from others. Which is almost impossible. Okay, you you are already answering my question, because I wanted to know which was more challenging, May dealing with the loss of Coulson, because that was very emotional, or dealing with the loss of her emotions? Well, yeah, because when they pitched me the idea, I'm like, really, you're going in that direction? (laughs) (laughs) how can i be less emotional (laughs) you know as an actor you want to be able to emote you want to be able to uh you know i wanted to be simmons i wanted to be able to cry every episode (laughs) (laughs) and so when they gave me that challenge i was just like oh okay and and it was really difficult at first, you know, because um, little by little you you discover that she's an empath as well, and so she's picking up, you know, very subtly emotions of people around her and people that she first touches. And for me, it was really trying to navigate May sort of being unemotional and then drastically having a panic attack and then or or become drunk and then come back to being may when it wears off uh it was pretty trippy but i enjoyed the challenge i hope i (laughs) I hope i succeeded (laughs) it's been a blast watching (laughs) well it's been really fun i think the humor has been great The, the stuff with deke and mac in the uh 80s was hilarious totally Well, Elizabeth Henstridge, who plays Simmons, for those who may not know, directed this week's episode. What was it like to have her direct you after co-starring with her for years? We were so proud of her, you know. I mean, we were there for her because we knew she could do it. She's so smart. Mm -hmm. And she came really 
far more prepared than I think some other directors, you know, that we've had some new directors. She was spot on and I can't wait for everyone to see it. It was a, a, a wonderful opportunity for her and, uh, and she took it. It's great. Well, last summer, we all watched at D23 Expo as you were inducted as a Disney legend. So tell us what that was like and if you met any cool people during that time. So many. Uh, it, it's, it, you know, how nice that you guys were there because we've been together for so long and uh, sharing that with you and with my mom and my family, you know, my kids. Uh, it, it was, uh, and my mother-in-law was there too. It, it was wonderful. And of, of course, I can't forget my husband. Yeah. So, <laughs> the roster of the Disney legends there were astounding. And of course, you know, how crazy that John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. were also the same year as me. And it was like a I, reunion I, of everyone you've worked yeah, with. Yeah, I know. I've worked with both of them. You know, I worked with uh, Robert on this movie called Push. Which, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. No, no, that was Chris Evans. I'm, I'm getting all these Avengers mixed up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they all blend together after a while. <laughs> you've seen one superhero, you've seen them all. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did um, One Night Stand with Robert years ago. And, you know, and of course Mandalorian with John. It was such a special moment i don't think i'll ever forget it I, I think you know for me i don't know but if i ever get nominated for an oscar or something uh, i don't even know if it will top i mean it, it tops that i think because yeah. i'm such a disney geek and <laughs> such a nerd and then also on top of it to have bob Iger announced that i was in the mandalorian yeah that was so trippy because i actually gasped because I thought he was doing something he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> it's Bob. I think we're good. Yeah, and, and I realized, I was like, oh, no, 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 it's Bob Iger. Okay, yeah. I think he's allowed to do that. <laughs> well, in addition to playing May, one of the reasons you were inducted was for voicing my fave Mulan in the animated oh. classic. Who do you think you're more like, Mulan or May? Oh, definitely Mulan. I mean, <laughs> you know, someone who has big dreams of what she wants in her life and not being able to, you know, be given permission mm -hmm. to do it. And then you know, I just end up saving China. But May is really like the antithesis of who I am completely. You know, like my daughter and I we were just laughing today because I was coming out of the kitchen and she was coming out of her room and we scared each other. We always scare each yeah. other. Yeah, definitely not very May-like. <laughs> All right. Well, what I need to know, though, is even though they're both good guys, if they had to go head to head, who do you think would win? Ooh. I don't know. I feel like Mulan is the ancestor of uh, May then. Mm. <laughs> I'll say Mulan. <laughs> Yay. Just out of respect. <laughs> I think there that, you know, she saved China. I think, you know, it's a yeah, big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's impossible for you to pick a favorite character you played for Disney. So maybe thinking about your kids, if they had to pick, who do you think they would say? Oh, gosh. I would say uh, Mulan. 
you know, like I said, you know, it, it resonates with so many people because I think all of us at one point or another was that, you know, kid who dreamed of something for themselves and, uh, not sure if they can get it, but then, you know, through discovering their strengths and uh, they can overcome and hopefully, you know, be able to achieve their dreams. Yeah, I think anyone can relate to that. You know, May, on the other hand, is like, she's already established. She's set. She's set in her ways. (laughs) Well, speaking of May, that's an incredibly physical role. What was like the most challenging stunt or maybe move that you remember doing? Oh, it was with this episode I did with Billy, uh, Billy Gerhardt, who I love. He's become one of my great buddies. He wanted me to do a somersault through the air, land, and shoot someone. Whoa. And and it's a wire (laughs) stunt, you know. And majority of the time, you know, wire stunts are definitely just given to the stunt people to do it because uh, anything can go wrong. You know, you have one or two guys that are controlling the the wire on the other end and uh, it's very well coordinated touch and feel of you know how far they can pull how far they can let go and it's all Mm -hmm. about timing and I'm up on this like file cabinet and I've never done a somersault really in my life uh, let alone up in the air in boots you know (laughs) in uh, high heel boots Mm -hmm. I was really, really nervous. We tried it a couple of times and, you know, I wasn't quite getting the full spin and I was just sweating. And Billy was like, Ming, you can do it. So, you know, I just channeled May, took a breath and did it in the first take. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So so that's done. You see me flying through the air, shooting, shooting, landing and shooting. That was all me. One take wonder. (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, we end every interview asking the same question. And I think for you, it's going to be a tough one. What is your favorite Disney memory? (laughs) Like in the park? Ever. We won't include your Disney Legend Award because we're assuming that would probably win. Yeah. We've already talked. So so, so maybe the second favorite Disney memory. The very first time I went to Disney World (laughs) with my BFF, my best friend, Vivian. We were in our early 20s. I was doing As the World Turns and my very first time going to Disney World. Oh my gosh. What was that like? I mean, you know, it's like one of those moments where you're like, wow, this is this is amazing. You know, we went on all the rides. We ate butter that was in the shape of mickey mouse we (laughs) you know it was (laughs) always a win that you know we got our hats and engraved our names in the back of them Mm -hmm. uh yeah that was like one of the best best vacations oh well thank you so much we are excited to see how the show wraps up although i'm very sad as as both my co-hosts will tell you i've been in like mourning for this forever yeah <laughs> it's, it's so weird you know we uh, uh we shot it almost a year ago and it seems so far away and yet uh, i guess the real closure is when the last episode airs oh. uh, we, we've loved you know like for me especially the fans are just the most amazing fans and we you know worked our 
butts off for them and, um, you know, had broken bits and pieces of ourselves uh, left in that, on that set. But uh, it was all worth it because as long as they're happy and they're entertained, we did our job. And thank you guys for really helping, supporting and promoting and, you know, doing all that you guys do for it. Of course, of well, course. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, so this is great. Yeah, well, stay safe. I got to tell you guys, I am so sad the show's ending, but I am so happy mm. that we got a chance to talk with Ming. She is so awesome. Disney legends are so humble. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.